Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the cracker to his whip. This duo compares a host to a cracker, representing witty and funny remarks they'll make, while the other person is likened to a whip, symbolizing the sharp and snappy humor they bring to the table. Michael, so it's been a minute since we have, uh-huh. we've done this. I won... Didn't expect that level of depth <laughs> and detail. And two, could have sworn you were going to say I'm the Oppenheimer to his Barbie. I was. I, that was that. I really too was. obvious. Okay, that was the obvious choice. But you know, I thought, I thought that based on where we are right now as yeah. a society, that um, I would outsource this intro to uh, ChatGPT. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and that that's what it came up with when I said, what's a good comedy duo for the quote, I am a blank to his blank for a podcast intro, was they went cracker to his whip, which, you know, thinking about it in more detail, saying that I'm comparing the host to a cracker. Yeah, which, one. Racially charged, maybe. But we... Both are crackers and or honkies, so that's fun. I'm I'm immediately now that I think about it more, I'm immediately regretting using cracker and whip in the same Yeah. Sense. It's not great. Uh Michael, I was a little too befuddled by the fact that like how much how many words you were saying. I was trying to follow you. Uh specifically the definition. Um uh-huh. yeah. So I, I I I didn't put that together. Now that we've really can you can you give ChatGPT another go at it? Be like, hey, maybe less racist this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanted some. Out? You want some other ones? It, it yeah. Gave? Hit me with some. Hit me with that good juice. Uh, I'm the punchline to his joke. Man, ChatGPT, they don't miss a beat over there. I'm the, I'm the banana town. peel. I'm the banana peel to his slip. I mean, that's pretty good. I am the laugh track to his antics. Which I actually like that one. That one's pretty good. That's that's kind of real. How I Met Your Mother vibe to it that you, I can you get give behind. me a good chuckle. Yeah, hey, when your likewise. antics. Yeah, um, the whoopee cushion to his seat. I mean, farts are funny. That farts implies very, though that like I the am, audience is an ass coming yeah, down like, on us. Yeah, I because a whoopee cushion on a seat by itself is not funny nor it's got useful. a lot of. It's got a lot of potential laugh energy exactly, to it. Yeah, it's waiting. It's, it needs to be know, converted to kinetic energy. You kinetic need an laugh ass energy. to apply some. Yeah, I am the kin- improv to his script. That's bad. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it implies though that you have some general idea of what you're doing and saying, and I am just making shit up as I go along. I mean. Th- for you, I do think that might be true. I think longtime listeners of the show, which we put out every week, will know that I don't come prepared with anything. It's it's all just original thoughts off the dome for this guy. It, you know, when I was looking back at um our our Google Drive, our podcast Empire Google Drive, mm-hmm. sure. we used to do like I used to create a, a show notes. Lengthy show notes. Oh yeah. man, I used to we used to plan out what stories we were gonna talk about and then I think around episode like thirteen we were just like, fuck that. Why even do it? I mean, <laughs> we have so much energy and joy in in the chaos that we create between each other. Like that's that's where the the jo- the podcast juice comes from. Mm. Yeah, I you know, playing playing around on the chat GPT, it really highlights um the the problem here with using AI to write jokes. Yeah. Or try to be funny cuz it's bad. Um have, 
Michael, have you tried to ask ChatGPT to listen to all of Trends in Low Places and produce a podcast script, an hour-long podcast based off of what it knows of you and I's, let's say, top-tier comedy antics? You know, it, it appears that in its... In its attempts to to crawl the entire internet for information, that um, it missed somehow the only podcast that's legally allowed to exist, Trends in Low Places. Because when I asked it, what is Trends in Low Places? It says, as of my last knowledge update in September 2021, Trends in Low Places does not appear to be a well-known or widely recognized ter- term or phrase. Excuse me? Which? Robot? insulting one yeah two it is now my sole goal in life yeah to have it recognize us well michael you know what michael you know actually we've done we've done this to ourselves because there was one very specific way that we could have trained chat gpt up on our great good comedy and really let them know what our brand is if we had published a single blog post about yeah. Prince of the Places, man, we really, we missed the boat, I think. We we had years of opportunity, and we promised our listener I, at the website, goodbuddymedia.com. <laughs> we, um, hmm. Ooh, so I guess what we need to do is we just need to transcribe Every all, episode. all episodes and put them... Onto the blog post, and then it will know who trends. Then we have to is. train the the good chat GPT like bot on only our stupid antics, and I really want them to focus on everything wrong that I've said, so that yes. we can somehow influence like the community notes on Twitter. So one day Elon Musk will know that it is possible to break your penis because there's a bone in it. <laughs> Source: Trends in Low Places, episode twelve. I'm more and more convinced, though, that AI cannot replace the human element when it comes to comedy. Because I even asked it, okay, fine. What What's the dumbest news story of last month? And it was like, well, I I only have information from September 2021. I was like, okay, stop being pedantic, you fuck. Yeah, but grow up. I said, okay, fine. What's the dumbest news story of all time? And it was like, oh, I don't have subjective opinions. And what somebody considers the dumbest may not vary from wide to blue. They're countless grow news up. stories. If you went... Fucking have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can't do comedy without having an opinion. And and AI is just, you know, kind of fucking lollygagging around it. Yeah, and grow up. Yeah. I got to tell you, Michael, if these fucking robots grow up to kill us, I'm going to be so mad. Like, you don't even know how funny it is that you're growing up to kill me. Like, you're just like programmed. <laughs> Come on. I you- Honestly, though, here, here's the one thing it will do. It it writes it writes pretty. It writes pretty good. Not it not write, just not good jokes. No, just not good writes, jokes. Just like it writes good words. You know, like I said, okay, write an opening to trends in low places, a comedic exploration of the hottest and dumbest trends of the day. It's not and even it said, our opening, Michael. It's better well, than you already. You know, when you search trends in low places podcasts on Google, on the Google machine, that is what it comes up with, though. Damn, damn it. I SEO'd our blog too good. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. This is how I would like us to open. Sure. <clears throat> Less in racist a, this time. In a world where common sense goes to die and absurdity reigns supreme, welcome to Trends in Low Places, 
the uproarious escapade into the hottest and dumbest trends of the day. Gather round, folks, for we are about to embark on a journey through the quagmire of internet fads, social media shenanigans, and society's most bizarre inclinations. In this quirky realm of human fascination, rationality takes a backseat. And pandemonium takes the wheel. It's a place it's where avocado right. toast is a legitimate art form, and people pay absurd sums for rocks with healing properties. Our hosts, Joe and Jane, or as they prefer to be called, the Trendbenders, have bravely taken on the task <laughs> of covering the depths of these absurdities. Okay, so, Michael, I, I gotta be honest with you. They lost me there for a minute. I thought I was a little bit overwritten, but... <laughs> They they brought me back around, and you are now the Joe to my Jane, the Trendbenders. So buck, buckle up for a roller coaster ride through the absurd, the preposterous, and the bewildering. Get ready to laugh, cringe, and wonder how the world got to this point. Trends in Low Places is here to remind us all that the quest for the extraordinary and the trend setting can sometimes lead us to the most comically low places. Let the adventure begin. I mean, that's not, that's, I, we can workshop it a little bit, but honestly. It's about 18, well, I think I only heard three distinct sentences in all of that, <laughs> but it's somehow 18 sentences too long. Um, but I do like the Trendbenders. That's pretty good. Trendbenders is. Yeah. Yeah. We should be trendbending more, <laughs> I, I think, than we have done in the past. That's pretty great. Um yeah, I'd like to adventure into the absurd, Michael. If you it, like, take me away on a on a magical mystery tour. Uh, you know, I I was talking to someone about like AI and ChatGPT and stuff, and they were talking about how like useful it is for certain things. And I was like, yeah, but it, you know, when you hear someone talk and they say so many things, and then you get to the end and you're like, you've literally said nothing. Yeah, that's what all of these are. Yeah. It's like you're writing for like, you remember like Florida Writes where it was like you had to use like vivid, vivid imagery and like, sure. like that's what it is. Uh, I mean, well, Michael, there's a, re- they train this shit on Reddit. So you have like, it, like it's, it read the dumbest edgelords of like 2015 to 2021, September, 2021, apparently was the cutoff. Like it just trained on <laughs> Milady, uh, just going nuts. So yeah, of course it's. Has has a, a bent towards the the overwritten, but uh, a lovely intro. I'd like to crib from it. I think, you know, Michael. I think my my problem is we wanted to stick to a routine. We wanted to have a brand established that mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. they would know that when you when you fire up your favorite and again only legal podcasts, trends in low places, you know exactly what you're getting. A real solid, dependable intro some shenanigans of uh, who we are and then just an hour and a half of rambling drunk nonsense. And that, and that is what up. they cannot replicate. Yeah. Like you, as much as you want to try, you cannot get a computer drunk. Yeah. And that's really where the magic happens. I feel like on this podcast. And mm-hmm. so when the world is taken over by AI and AI journalism and, uh, you know, scripts and whatever. It's podcasting is going to be the final frontier, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> the drunk man is king. You know, you can't robot <laughs> me. I will say, Michael, there might be a reason why uh, we haven't made one of these. I mean, a handful of reasons. Mm-hmm. I think we've recorded 
by my count, six episodes <laughs> since the last one came out that we just haven't really gotten around to posting. Um, yeah. and I, you know, Michael, I think I think I was just a little gun shy. You know, like a lot of life changes. Obviously, we've we've recorded at least two, possibly three episodes about the survey of which animals people think they could beat in a fight. Yeah, and I honestly <laughs> think it got less funny each time somehow. Um, but you know what? I think in the back of my head, I've had that little voice, and it's weirdly enough the voice of my fiance Leslie, um, who when we first started dating, you know, it's early. Panini, uh, or actually, is November of 2021 or 2020. Um, and like, I was like, I hesitate to tell you this, but I do have a podcast, two podcasts actually, mm-hmm. the, the two that are allowed to be, you know, broadcast into mm-hmm. the wasteland. Um, and she started listening and she's like, Hey, you guys are pretty funny. You need an editor though. Sometimes you just keep going. And I didn't break up with her on the spot. And sometimes I just kind of revisit that. But that thought in the back of my head, much like right now, I'm like, are we just talking random shit that even a robot doesn't want to like listen to and re- re- recreate? And then I say, no, no, this is what people crave. No. I mean, we have a loyal following of fan and mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. But I Shout will out to say Russ dog on Twitter who keeps checking in on us every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> like, are you guys still alive? Yeah. I Scrubby keep Josh, getting the, um, still there. I keep getting these, uh, things on Facebook notifications. is like, Trends in low places has reached one person in the past five days. And I was like, that poor person. Can you imagine stumbling upon, upon like this treasure pile, just a trove and be like, wow, can't wait to dig into my favorite only podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, at least at least though, we didn't we didn't leave everyone with just a massive case of blue balls like we did. For the other podcast where we just literally stopped mid-season. <laughs> One of the most exciting parts of the... Yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get there. We just got to find time with Curtis. It's fine. Uh, well, Michael, I think it's time for some stories. And, I, and you've told me you have a juicy lineup. And normally we kind of... We come to the table with some stories. I don't have anything this week. So I'd I, like you to dazzle me, please. Well, it, like here's the thing the the ai thing the the stories that keep coming out from ai and chat gpt i just kept kind of just following down them and that's how i ended up at just like yeah let me just let me just see how it would do for this old podcast intro but um <laughs> a trio of stories here um so the first one is a news site tried to use AI to write articles and basically they had to retract almost everything they wrote. Um, and was that then, Gizmodo? I'm pretty sure they <laughs> wrote a chronological. C-Night, actually. Okay. Well, the one I saw was a list, a chronological list of the Star Wars movies and it went uh, <laughs> absolutely incorrectly. Just couldn't follow numbers. Um, Which, you know, if you can't figure out numbers, I have one. I have some questions about you as a computer. Yeah. Famously, they run on numbers. Specifically only numbers. Yeah. yeah. Two numbers to do everything, which is In their defense, once you start, I mean, there's nine of those bad boys at this point. You start introducing more. Actually, there's so many. You start introducing more numbers. That's all they got. Well, I I mean, if you think about it, like when it doesn't start with like zero it didn't know what to do yeah and also 
don't come for me. If any nerds listening to this, I there I know there's more than ten Star Wars movies. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> there's roughly ten to thirty, give or take. Yeah. Who cares? Um, the 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 couple stories though that I found just real chef's kiss for for AI was, you know, the the picture AI, right? The yeah, um, mid journey, mid journey, and stuff. So uh, an MIT grad asked ai to make her photo more professional it was like a pretty casual photo she was wearing a t-shirt i think she assumed it would like i don't know put her in a business suit or like do her hair in some way it literally just made her a white woman with blue eyes (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna gonna send you i'm gonna gonna send you (laughs) i thought michael you were gonna it was gonna be like you know, those like mid 2010 memes, like uh, last time we were, or the first time, like we were kind of in the World Cup and like Clint Dempsey, and like a lot of the memes were like him riding a, a velociraptor firing machine guns while like George Washington was behind him. I thought it would just be like mid journey. It's like, yeah, I'll have some fun with this one, showing I mean, you in a cool business setting. Right. Like, honestly, like that, I, I feel like she probably wasn't really expecting it to be a professional photo. She was probably thinking it might be funny, right? It might put her in like sitting at a, you know, business meeting or something. But it was just like, hey, you know what? You don't make you way more professional. Um, woman in a MIT shirt would be to keep you in the same outfit, but just make you real white. The real, the weirder thing, Michael, is that so the she's wearing an well, not weirder because there's a lot weird. So it, it, she's a you know, young Asian woman, and it turned her into a white woman with blue eyes. She's wearing an MIT t-shirt. It also just seemed to, like, try to make her boobs bigger, if I'm reading the image right. Like, <laughs> it, it, it like yeah, really no. messed with the yep. MIT it and, did. like, put some weird wrinkles yeah. in. Like, it clearly tried to, like, bust her up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I don't know that I care for a robot who's, like, got to get them thangs popping. Once again, though. You did say that it was trained on Reddit. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, did we really think that was a good idea? So, secondly, second story. Mm-hmm. The AI between behind ChatGPT does really Hold on, seem- Michael, I gotta be- yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna go back one, one thing here. So, this woman in the original photo- has like nice nice hair. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's clearly take it like you know had a blowout. It's it's nice. The more professional like white woman is just ratty as shit. She's got like frizzy hair all over the place. What is ChatGPT up to? I my you know I don't know because I'm not a computer, but I'm thinking maybe like sex hair. Also, her left eye is huge. <laughs> okay, pro- sorry, Michael. Proceed. Just got thoughts about. God, can I tell you? So the the link in this article is to her her tweet, yeah, or her X, yeah, her her zeet, her. Z- <laughs> and uh, when you click on it and it brings you to the Twitter, it used to be the cute little bird, and now it's the X, and it really just makes me want to throw my computer into a river. Um, I gotta tell you, Michael, if I as my job, which again, no one knows where I work. No, if I have to zeet professionally. <laughs> I'm gonna zeet. I'm gonna zeet myself off a bridge. Like, God. Like, 
<sighs> I can't. We, we, that's another. That's a whole other podcast, I think. But good lord, pre- please proceed. <laughs> so the Chat GPT that I was using is the is Chat GPT three point five. It is trained up to September twenty twenty one. There is a Chat GPT four that sure. isn't really publicly available yet, but it's supposed to be the the newest and greatest trained on more data models. Well, is that one trained on data models that include the ChatGPT 3.5? So it's just that is feeding the, on itself, right? Like, is it just is it just basically the snake eating its tail, whatever that's called? Maybe I could ask ChatGPT what that's called. It probably it's called an Ouroboros. Yes, the the Ouroboros. The <laughs> so the <laughs> Business Insider. This is the AI behind ChatGPT really does seem to be getting dumber, and no one can figure out why. New research suggests ChatGPT's AI model really is getting dumber. A paper from Stanford and UC Berkeley scientists found GPT-4's performance had dropped recently, and the only mystery remaining now is why. So not only is ChatGPT just a long-winded fucking tech bro of a (laughs) (laughs) a program, but it's getting actively dumber the longer it exists, which... Checks Honestly, out. does kind of map to like the internet in general. Yeah, I feel like, but like w- by the time we get to like GPT nine, is it just going to be like idiocracy? <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah. This this tweet, this tweet has it shows examples of like things that it asked Chat GPT four Chat GPT. So it's like basic shit that a computer should know and like right. literally just Google. Is 17,077 a prime number? Think step by step and then answer yes or no. G- GPT-4 literally can't figure it out. Like, it, it was accurate to 97.6% in March, whereas ChatGPT, and then in by June, it was accurate to 2.4%. Like, it literally forgot. It knew an answer and it forgot. Okay, well, so I have a couple thought, like, like oh, multiple overlapping things on that. So, like, one, so if it's trained on the public internet, and, like, this is trying to be as objective of just, like, I have all the information in the world that I've digested, I can reference it and deliver it, but, again, it's trained on human input into the internet, mm-hmm. and we can't, we have no longer decided what facts are. Mm-hmm. So even something as simple as, you should have an encyclopedia of prime numbers. Uh, can't do it because some dickhead on the internet is well, because Terrence Howard in, <laughs> invented teriology and this just absorbed that. So it's like, well, we we really can't be sure if one plus one actually equals two. So seventeen thousand seven hundred seventy-seven may or may not be a prime number. Can't tell you. And like, look, I can't tell you the answer, but you know what? I could probably find it pretty quickly. And this is what I'm saying is like we're so worried about AI taking over and I'm and I'm not saying it's not going to because we're going to allow it to but we have we were smarter the internet in general was smarter when all we had access to was Wikipedia right like chat GPT is not telling me anything that Wikipedia hasn't already well once again Wikipedia has some of the most pedantic, obnoxious <laughs> dickheads in the world curating it, but that also means it has the most pedantic, obnoxious, careful idiots like you know managing it. So like 
there is some semblance of truthfulness there. Yeah. If you're trading on Reddit and Twitter, where it's just like, I don't know, my Uncle Jim says that, uh, you know, <laughs> RFK Jr. Uh, is right about aliens forcing, you know, testosterone into my nuts on a daily basis. You know, I don't know why he would say that, but he does. So, I mean, he heard it somewhere. Yeah. And we can't he heard really it from the Joe that. Rogan podcast and the Joe Rogan podcast subreddit. So it's probably true. And Michael, I also see too. This is not AI. None of this shit is AI. No. This is this is the predictive text message thing mm-hmm. that's built into your iPhone, which also sucks. Like autocorrect on the iPhone is also getting worse. It's and it's been terrible for forever. And they can't figure out how <laughs> what the next word or that I did actually mean to type AI into my iPhone, not Al. No. <laughs> like so like uh, yeah, everything's getting worse. Everything's I mean, getting dumber. It took until like Two months ago, before the iPhone stopped, real like decided it was going to stop correcting fuck to duck. So right, well, Michael, I mean, like let's just revisit the world right now. There was a dude who testified yesterday in front of Congress that aliens existed, and almost everything that he said, his source was. You got to trust me about this. Aliens are 100% real. They're here to fuck our butts. You got to trust me, Congress. And Congress was like, yeah, that checks out. I don't even want to get Tom DeLonge in here because this sounds right. Hey, I just don't know how you had how you have a UFO hearing without Tom DeLonge. At this point, he is he's, our, he's our most trusted expert. He's our preeminent expert on UFOs, and he's the only one who has ever gotten them to release legit yeah. video and evidence. But, Michael, if you're training a AI, quote unquote, model right now, you'd probably be like, I'm going to trust this guy who's testifying in front of the U.S. Senate about aliens. And they're like, yeah, if I just read that, it's like aliens do exist and they're here to fuck our butts. Here, let me let me pose something to you, though. Please. So I love a hypothetical. So we. We're saying that this isn't AI. This is just regurgitating whatever bur- bullshit you happen to find on the internet. It's a predictive language model. Yeah. I could argue that by the same token, humans are not intelligent and all we are is machines built to regurgitate the bullshit that is fed to us pretty much our entire existence. So yeah. it's it's at least that's the problem is like AI is a hive mind situation, right? Like, JatGPT is a hive mind situation where the dumbest people contribute the most. And and I think that's where the problem is, right? Like, have you ever heard the thing about where they ask people how much a cow weighs? Sure. They ask some people how much a cow weighs. It, you know, it, it varies between people who've raised cows... For people who have never seen a cow before, have never heard of a cow, they just show a picture of a cow. And basically, if you take all of the answers and you average them, you get pretty close within a few percentage points of what a cow sure. weighs. I think the problem is now is that we've gotten rid of anyone who knows anything about cows. And we're only <laughs> asking people who have literally never heard of cows to weigh the cow. And we're saying that the cow weighs 14,000 million pounds. That's what an AI. That's what that's what ChatGPT is. Well, I'm going to reframe that, Michael, because I. So again, I work in social media for a company that shall not be named, and no one can ever find out. Never. 
we make a lot of decisions based on what people say to us on social media. I make personal decisions of like, do I want to join that conversation that <laughs> a lot of the people I may or may not have known in high school are mm. adamant about? And you know what, Michael, I used to. I would say like the the last two election cycles, I would wade in, I would fight the good fight. Uh, you know, I I it was I thought it was important for me to wade into conversations that other people were unwilling or felt unsafe to do so because I am just a white man who. <laughs> Had to regurgitate some information that had been fed to me. I have an opinion. Yeah. The woke mind virus needs to get out. I got to jump in and spread it. Um, At a certain point, Michael, I, and I feel very strongly that many people on social media, which is what has trained all these things, have just determined that I'd rather do literally any fucking thing else than put a thought out on the internet. So I don't really feel like it's worth my time to... You know, repudiate anything that Robert Kennedy Jr. says on, on social media. Not my problem, you know? But that's what is training this. So to your point, it's like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people have just been like, I'm not putting my ideas out there because I don't care because it doesn't matter. I'm gonna just going to go live an actual life. But now the future of the Internet is being trained on the dumbest opinions of the dumbest people in the world. You so. just made me realize something. So I lived in Chicago for 12 years. Sure. Like, I'll admit, it's a liberal bubble. Um, When I would read the stuff on the internet, like Facebook, you know, Twitter, I would, like you said, I would jump into those conversations because I felt like maybe the person was arguing from a place of of good faith arguments. Typically, they weren't. (laughs) <laughs> but like I I was like no there's it, it's they must be misunderstanding they like maybe they just haven't seen the the evidence and so I would jump in and now I've lived in Florida for a year and a half and what I've realized is that uh everyone's a fucking idiot everyone's dumb and that leaves me very Nicely into the other realm of stories that I found that just... I can't wait. Uh, that fit so nicely together was just Florida in general. Yeah, because that, that's, your, that's your new home state. Let's, let's go, uh, yeah. baby. But it's like these, you know, it makes sense. Like when you think about where ChatGPT is going and then you live in Florida, it, it, it makes too much sense now. But going back we, to what we said earlier... We have a no- governor who's literally in a fight with a... The largest, one of the largest businesses in the state. And make no mistake, Disney is pretty conservative. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's make, it's, <laughs> that's one of those things. But again, the corporation that I work for, which again, no one could ever guess or know, I routinely every day see comments that it's woke. I'm like, it's, it's a Fortune 25 company, my friend. Dude. It's not. <laughs> Dude, corporate like it amazes me that like we're what are we doing, Michael? I do want to refocus this a little bit. Yeah, but I want to focus in on something you just said though. Mm-hmm. Um, your your points about Florida's good, great, uh, meatball governor is <sighs> totally fine. I, I agree with you. Like, but like if anything, I'm gonna so two points. One, I feel like he's running a campaign that Chat GPT probably wrote. <laughs> that it's like. Write me a campaign 
of like I'm a cool, cool conservative, like a, a typical conservative, but like I want Trump, Trump essence, but I have no charisma. What do I do? And he's just trying to do that, and it's not working. But I want to, I want to challenge you, Michael, too. On like you seem to indicate that the state of Florida was almost built on GPT, and I just, I feel like Florida can never, like the essence of Florida, the true drug fueled, heat crazed essence of Florida could never be captured by no, GPT. No, absolutely not. No, the, I think the thoughts and expressed feelings of Florida can and are being captured by chat GPT, but the, the Florida man essence and the unexpected yet somehow very expected things that happen here can never be captured. And you can't, you literally can't write, like you cannot make this shit up. Michael, do you have a chat GPT prompt open right now? I do. Can you ask chat GPT to write a Florida man headline? That includes Arby's, an alligator, and a merry-go-round. And you better impress me, ChatGPT. Florida man steals alligator from zoo, takes it on a wild ride on Arby's merry-go-round. Doesn't that's make just, sense. That's just so... Okay, let me try instead of instead of headline. Let's yeah. Try entire news story. Sure. A three-paragraph news article. Let's change merry-go-round to It's a Small World at Disney. Headline. Florida man's bizarre Disney adventure. Arby's alligator and a wild ride on It's a Small World at Disney. I said... It's not... You gave me the whole thing in the headline. In an extraordinary turn of events, a Florida man's day at the happiest place on Earth took a wild and quirky turn when he embarked on a series of peculiar escapades involving an Arby's meal, an alligator, and an iconic It's a Small World ride. According to witnesses, the peculiar incident began when a man, later identified as 34... (laughs) Peculiar twice? Oh, God. Later identified as a 34-year-old Larry Jenkins... Leroy Jenkins walked into a local Arby's restaurant carrying an unexpected companion, a young alligator, which he claimed was his emotional support pet. Okay, that's an interesting twist. Uh, fellow diners were taken aback by the sight of Jenkins nonchalantly placing the alligator on a table while he proceeded to enjoy his roast beef sandwich and curly wow. fries. Um, let's see. They really nailed that Arby's to, We gotta get to, um, what happened next left both Disney guests and employees in disbelief. Jenkins, now being pursued by authorities... Managed to sneak now, his alligator just, just for eating his sandwich, huh? Managed to sneak his alligator being in the Disney World despite the tight security measures in place. Uh, reported that Jenkins entered its small world ride, so managed to convince the ride operators to allow the alligator on board with him. The surreal spectacle continued as Jenkins and his scaly friend joined the cheerful animatronic dolls on the iconic boat ride, singing along to the famous It's a Small World tune. It was okay. like something out of a movie that one of Sarge Parko or I couldn't believe my eyes. He was seemed so calm just sitting there with that alligator. It was the most natural thing in the world. Okay, it's getting better. I will say Leslie says we need an editor. Come on. I love that they gave him a name and the name like I could see I could see a Larry Jenkins. I could see doing Larry this. Jenkins thirty four years old doing that. Running from an Arby's into Disney World. I, like the location doesn't make a ton of sense, but I'm into it. There's a website where you can put in your birthday and it gives you a Florida Man headline and Yeah. My friend put in his birthday and the Florida Man headline was about a guy who got arrested after um beating his significant other with a bag of tortilla chips. Huh. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think they, I think they, honestly, I, you know, I, maybe Chad GPT can capture the essence of, I don't know. But here, let me, let me just show you a, um, please. I just, I, I just want to send you this picture of the most Florida. This was a, I just looked at the headline of this and it was bad enough, but just seeing this picture, just, just describe to me what's happening. Like the picture that accompanies this news story. <laughs> so the headline is a leprosy endemic question mark. So far this year, eight people got leprosy in Florida. Got is a crazy word to got use it. in a news headline. <laughs> and then the pictures are just, I, I, I'm going to assume like some sort of health official <laughs> It's a Joseph Ladepo, the next Surgeon General of Florida. Sure. He's smiling. He's hamming it up for the cameras. Um, And then Ron DeSantis is in the background looking like he's made of dough. uh, But also (laughs) just like a wax figurine. Yeah, like a wax figurine. He looks like a Disney wax figurine. I got to tell you, Michael, something I've been noticing lately. um, The the gentleman, uh, Ladepo, what was his name? Yeah. Joseph Ladepo. Ladapo. Let's let's zoom in on this tie real quick. I got a beef with people. And Michael, I'm gonna say one of my favorite Twitter accounts recently is called, I think Die it's a, it's at Die Workwear. Mm. And it's just this dude who routinely roasts like public figures for their like oh, fit. So like love it. having like an unhemmed pant and like a, a terrible suit cut. And like he, he roasts everyone equally, but like a lot he gets heat for like Generally, a lot of like conservative people also dress but poorly, so people like call him woke. But I, I have a, I have a potentially unpopular opinion. <laughs> the four in hand tie loop. Mm. You look like a goddamn child. That's like the most the basic one, tie loop. Right? It looks so tiny, looks yeah. skinny, it looks cramped. It makes your tie. He look pulled shit. it so tight too. Don't do the four in hand. You just just go for whatever the half, whatever it's called, half Windsor. The half Windsor. Yeah. It looks so clean. It looks nice. I almost said half Nelson, but that's not yes. right. Um, <laughs> go for the half Nelson. Just, go, I mean, honestly, the half Nelson four. would probably look better. The four in hand looks like garbage. You look like a literal teenage boy. But it's, so many people do it. it. I see it in movies. It takes me out of the drama so bad. It's like you have a professional set dresser. You have a like you're a public official. You look like garbage. I feel like it's um, it's like and I hate that Ron DeSantis looks better in this photo than the stylish black man with a big smile. No, I mean his tie looks marginally better, but he still oh his looks fit is like garbage. he's made out of a single block of wood with arms yeah. attached to it. His fit is trash. He looks like uh, he's he's horrible. Like I've never seen anyone that somehow like from from shoulders down through chest waist and legs are all exactly the same like he's width. somehow blocky but also looks like he's made of dodgeballs <laughs> <laughs> like i just don't i don't understand the fit by the way we just we we just got uh, i think sued by Ron DeSantis's Florida now for this podcast yeah well so that's but also how many people got leprosy? In, <laughs> they got eight. leprosy in Florida. They got it. They got it. Eight. Eight just this year. It's one per month. And it's also, okay, it's also. <laughs> so at this far, rate, at this rate, we're going to have one leprosy case for every one of Jesus's disciples. This is also, this is such a bad headline. <laughs> like, first of all, it asks a question. <laughs> and then it just says people 
got leprosy in Florida. Not Floridians got like, contracted leprosy. It just where'd the people go? Maybe, <laughs> they get it. Maybe we maybe we should let ChatGPT. I mean, just- there's a good chance that this d- did get it, and also in, in- endemic. It- <sighs> <laughs> you want another? You want another good Florida headline? Yeah. Yeah, I want it. Obviously, feed it to me with a spoon. Jackie Yano, so the Florida Phoenix can't write a headline to save her fucking life. Mobile meth lab discovered at Florida Welcome Center. Well, yeah, just welcome, welcome to Florida. Here's some Have meth. Some, yeah. I mean, there's multiple. Like Michael, it's got to be mobile because you got to cover all the welcome centers. <laughs> you got to be able to go. You on 95? You on the Turnpike? You coming in through I-10? We can't cover them all. Uh that that feels like a bold choice, though. Right? It's like, I mean, I mean, like though, like yeah, I, you got to go where the customers are, really, though. But Michael, right? if you're, are, are the customers like you're on a long drive? And first of all, well, here, actually, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own point. I'm gonna try to sell myself on this idea. Yeah, you're on a, you're on a road trip. You're coming into Florida. Do you is meth a thing you do? I, it feels more like a destination drug, not a journey drug. It, does that make sense? I, I feel don't like, know. I feel like if you're if you're coming into Florida, you know, first of all, the first welcome center. If you're coming down the turnpike, you you got forty miles into Florida to even like get there. So like, it, it takes a minute to get to the welcome center. Um, and then, well, actually, no, the welcome center's there. But then you have another. Like, it's on I ninety five though. So so you're. Okay. I think you're thinking of seventy five, which there's not a lot right yeah, there. But ninety five, where you come into Florida, where, where's the first place you hit when you come into Florida on ninety five? Duval. Exactly. <laughs> now, now you're changing your tune a little bit. Yeah, uh, you're on so, a long drive, and you're like, let me stop here and get some Florida orange juice at the Florida Welcome Center. Yeah. And also, I got to make it all the way down to Miami, and it's getting yeah, kind of so late. I was trying to, yeah. So I guess like if you're if, if you're Michael, if you're driving one of those big long haul trucker hogs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like yeah, you got you got to make you got a, a, <laughs> a thousand tons behind you, or however much, however many cows the truck pulls. Yeah, it's a long drive, so I, I can see it going both ways. Like one, I feel like I would want to get to a nice, safe place like Daytona to get my meth. Before I start cranking, you know that that sweet sweet juice. But if you if you really gotta make it, make a run down ninety five with you know all smoking the bandit, yeah, maybe you need need a little math to get you there. So I'm, yeah. I'm just saying you, you you don't like if I it's a mobile meth lab, right? Sure. So if I'm if I'm trying to sell hot dogs from my hot dog cart. I'm going where the people are who want hot dogs. I'm on I'm on the busy corners where people are hustling and bustling and they need a quick meal. If I'm trying to sell meth from my hot dog meth cart, I'm going where the people are, and that's Duval County right off of I-95 coming into Florida. Michael, do you do you think the folks who run a mobile meth lab are the kind of entrepreneurs <laughs> who would also have a hot dog cart because if it's me and I'm, you know, I assume you're getting a lot of, again, just based on driving habits, people driving semi trucks need a little bit of that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. sweet math. I think I could interest you in another hot dog for, oh, for sure. 
for two bucks for on sure. top of your meth order, which I don't know how much that costs, but I assume you've got a little more disposable income for a foot long, you know? The business to me, this idea, is a no-brainer. Business idea, you just, you combine the two, mm. sprinkle a little meth, meth on dog. it. You want, you want mustard and onions and a little bit of, instead of celery salt, I'm going to roll. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to a little bit of meth on it. Michael, here's that's, a question. That's what's called a that's what's called a Florida style hot dog. Florida style hot dog. Finally, yeah. we we got it. Do you think ketchup is acceptable on if a meth you have, to cover up the the meth sprinkles? I think yeah. I think oh. I think it's not only acceptable; it's imperative. So I've, I've I've I think you need something sweet to counteract the flavor of meth that I think is probably very sharp. <laughs> I have had the pleasure finally of having some. Uh, gourmet ketchups like a Sir Kensington. Oh, classic! Yeah, delightful. um, and so I've sh- I've softened my stance on ketchup. I still think that Heinz sugar water yeah. flavored, kind of like a tomato, is garbage. Mm-hmm. But if I had some gourmet ketchup that was infused with a little bit of a little bit of meth on there, a little yeah. sprinkling. I think I would eat that. I'd eat that hot dog. I'd be okay a, with that. A spoonful of Sir Kensington makes the medicine go down, Michael. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I really hope that there's some, I like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, I do have a mobile meth lab, and I am open for business, but also would you like a quesadilla or a burger? I make a pretty mean one. Like I, I feel well. I guess you probably don't want an open flame kind of situation next to your mobile. I was. So. That's, that's what I was gonna ask. Is um, okay. So it, it, let's say, let's say you're designing your ideal Florida Welcome Center. Sure. Right. No rules, just right. Outback style. Any any drugs, any food situation. What what are we putting in that Florida Welcome Center to really like hammer home that it's like. Hey, you've you finally got out of Georgia. You're coming down I-95. You're you've gone past the you've gone past on the border or what is it called? Uh, on the border. Well, that's way uh, south of the border. That's way south. But I'm saying like you've come yeah. through like south oh, of the border yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, no, it's and great. you're trying to compete with that. You're like, hey, keep um, south of the border is great, but like. The Florida well, the I the, the perfect Florida Welcome Center is where you really want to be. What are you so putting you're not gonna, in there? You're not going to get this in uh, Duval or uh, yeah, Duval County, Jacksonville. But I th- I like to think, especially if if you're catching a a trucker heading down to Miami, mm-hmm, long mm-hmm. haul from Savannah. Um, I'm going to say that Michael. I think if Walter White in his him and Jesse Pinkman, if they had the setup to make just a perfect, beautiful Cuban sandwich <sighs> along with their bags of meth, I think they would have had less oh. problems with the cartel. It's like, yes, we are impeding on your territory, but try this. The mustard, perfect. The pulled pork, mm. love it. You mm. got to have it. Pickles, thinly sliced, nice crunch. Yes. I think if I think if you were a long haul trucker and you were like, hey, you know what, I have a long a long day today, need a little bit of meth and what's oh. that? A Cuban coffee and oh. a perfect Cuban a little sandwich? cortado situation. Oh, hello. oh yes, I think that would really zhuzh up your meth lab. You know? Yeah, yeah, a little 
I can go at that for point, a Cortado Michael... and a Medianoche with yeah. a, oh. with a little side of the 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 goods the good good meth. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. and wash yeah, it get... all down with some orange juice. That sounds nice, and Michael. At that point, it goes from a mobile meth lab to a meth recreational vehicle, <laughs> and it really starts to feel like home. So I think, yeah, I think just. Go the extra mile, honestly. It's not just about customer service. It's about having pride in your work. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to keep in the sandwich right now. Yeah. It's oh, 11.30 man. at night, which is the perfect time to get a Medianoche, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost Medianoche. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Flacco's in Gainesville right now. Michael, what else you got for me, buddy? Um, I have something I've been so excited about. Take me where your heart wants to go. Uh, so it, for our next show, I have this idea. So we started this ostensibly as a trends, right? We were going to mm-hmm. look at Twitter trends and and that immediately got derailed by poor Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> R.I.P. Louis Tomlinson. R.I.P.'s mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think I think it's time. Kush, the... The trends, the trends on social media, specifically the Gen Z trends on TikTok are a goldmine buck wild. Like they're they're making NyQuil chicken. They're putting fucking (laughs) corn, corn on the cob on a DeWalt drill to eat it faster. They're like it is it is wild shit. And I we can. Just teeing that up for next show. Yeah. This is we're we're getting into that, but I I have something that I've I've been pretty excited about. I found an article about the ten oldest jokes in human history. Amazing. Um going back to like ancient Sumeria. And what I would like to do is to combine this with ChatGPT. And I'm going to ask ChatGPT to tell me some terrible jokes. And I am going to have you try to guess whether ChatGPT has created this <laughs> joke or whether this is a terrible old joke. Okay. From, <laughs> from like. <laughs> have, okay, Michael, I'm going to ask before you. Have you already had the jokes generated? Do you have the list? I have the list of the old jokes, but I do not have the ChatGPT jokes yet because I, I haven't. I feel like I'm, I might. I might need to to pivot based on how well you're doing in this in this quiz. Yeah, okay. Because my my gut says that the the chat GPT ones will be obvious because it's gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> name a bigger racist than Henry Ford. Can't do it. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Write a joke that sounds like it is from ancient Egypt. I would just say ancient times. I feel like that's a better... Why did the pharaoh refuse to play hide and seek? Because whenever someone yelled, I found you, they had to wait for the pyramid to finish being built. That's... That's a good one. Man. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You ready? I have never been more ready for anything in my entire life. Asked by the court barber how he wanted his haircut, the king replied, in silence. Okay. That's, uh, well, that's the I'm joke. Gonna, I'm gonna, should I do some commentary? Yeah, no, I, would, I want you to critique these jokes 
for, for the ancient peoples. So I have a, I have a bit of, so on, on one hand, my last barber who unfortunately just left my barber shop like two weeks ago and without warning, uh, Normally, I like I like my haircuts in silence. I have nothing to say to you. I don't want to hear about your life. I don't want to tell you about my life. I just want to get my haircut in silence. But the last guy uh, was a borderline like communist anarchist, and uh, the woman who cut hair next to him was a massive Trump Republican, and so he would just vocally shit on her the entire time <laughs> and her beliefs the entire time <laughs> he cut my hair, and that was a good time for me. Um, but I didn't have to say anything. So okay. Uh, I'm gonna give me the give me the next joke. Wishing to teach his donkey not to eat, a pedant did not offer him any food. When the donkey died of hunger, he said, "I've had a great loss." Just when he had learned not to eat, he died. That's the old joke. You're pretty good. You're pretty. Good. That's it. Just it You're doesn't make any sense, and I just have to assume that old people make no sense because that's been my experience. <laughs> Why did the ancient scribe carry papyrus everywhere? Because he didn't trust his memory. Scrolls have a way of unraveling their secrets. It's too clever. That's ChatGPT. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that's <laughs> that's too clever. Better, better uh, question. Which joke is better? Wait, wait, what? What's the second one? Between that one and the donkey one. Oh, uh, that was better. I think like that's like okay. That's like a that's got a, a good structure and a, a solid punchline. All right. I can't wait for the next one. (laughs) (laughs) The Emperor Augustus was touring the Empire when he noticed a man in the crowd who bore a striking resemblance to himself. Intrigued, he asked, was your mother at one time in service at the palace? No, your highness, the man replied, but my father was. <laughs> it's pretty good. Which which one? Is that a chat GPT or an ancient joke? It's not as easy, is it? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this is an ancient joke. Yes, ancient Rome. Between yeah. 63 BC and 14 AD. It's an ancient your mom joke. I like that. I, I I felt good about that one because the Romans were famously horny. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> How about this? Thy mother's baking is so divine. Even Ra himself craves her bread. Ancient joke. No, that is a chat GPT. Uh, chat okay. GPT. The, the prompt was write an ancient your mom joke. <laughs> Nice. That that one felt like it was just, it was very basic. So it felt like something that was just like right that would be like on a scroll maybe or a, lost in translation. Yeah. Just like that used to be a real fucking knee slapper. <laughs> like, even God wants your mom's bread. Here we go. Man is even more eager to copulate than a donkey. His purse is what restrains him. Ancient joke. No, yeah. The ancient Egyptians, apparently. You know, at first I read this joke, when I first read the joke, I read it as man is even more eager to copulate with a donkey. Yeah. And then that that joke didn't make as much sense. Yeah, because you wouldn't pay. I guess he wouldn't pay his donkey. You should, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
A woman who is blind in one eye has been married to a man for 20 years. When he found another woman, he said to her, I shall divorce you because you are said to be blind in one eye. And she just answered him, have you just discovered that after 20 years of marriage? I want to say it's chat GPT because it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> I'm going to say chat. I, I like even even for an ancient. Jo- Hold on. Can you repeat it? I need I think I need. Yeah. A man who is blind in one eye or sorry, yeah. a woman who is blind in one eye has been married okay. to a man for 20 years. When he yeah. found another woman, he said to her, I shall divorce you because you are said to be blind in one eye. She answered him, have you just discovered that after 20 years of marriage? I think it's got to be ChatGPT because no one, unless, it's man. It doesn't make any sense, does it? It makes no sense. 20 years of marriage is a long time. Um, Is the implication that he was blind the whole time? Because it was was said that. Yeah, I have no clue. But that is a joke from 1100, around 1100 BC. I don't think that ancient people know what were a joke funny. is. They weren't very funny, is what I, I'm gathering. Or the world was just... I mean, Michael, this is this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We're, we're producing... Everything's getting so complicated. We're even trying to make robots that build... But, like, we're so stupid now that even the robots are getting dumber because they're training on us. <laughs> like, I think we're all just really stupid. We just have more input now. We have more things that we can find funny. Back then, they're just like, oh, you're half blind? What a fun fucking joke. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know the, the joke. It's not a, I don't understand the joke. I don't understand the joke. Can you explain joke. the joke to me? Is it like a play on like in the land of the blind, the one in eyed man is king or something? It sounds like almost there's like a couple missing lines in the joke that he's blind in both eyes and he thought that she could guide him around, that she could see, but she was half like she was blind in one eye. So once he found someone who could, I guess, saw everything, he was like, again, typical man, Michael. Also, in like 1100 BC, I'm pretty sure that people lived to be like 27 years old. That's what I. That's, that's so what he hung must have been the equivalent the, of like 150. If he was real Methuselah, motherfucker, for sure. Yeah, Michael, what's the funniest joke on this list? That like, <laughs> did anything actually make you laugh? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> this one. This one is my. This one's my favorite. It's also the oldest one on here. Okay. So, <laughs> something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, so Michael, that's the oldest joke on the list? That is a 4,000-year-old fart joke. Okay. It is written on a ancient Sumerian tablet. <laughs> so, Michael, so the joke is something that has never happened since time immemorial. That's in the joke itself? Yes. Okay. That it's, has... I've it's never occurred, but then it's, it's a double negative, right? So it's never occurred since time immemorial. A one young woman did not fart in her husband's lap, which means that young women fart in their husband's lap constantly all, all the, the time, time in Sumeria. Yeah. And it's really funny. And it's Great. hilarious. Nothing's changed. But that joke has severe implications for 
civilization. Mm-hmm. If ancient Sumeria is saying since time immemorial, that means like it's always been funny for women to fart on their husband's laugh and they've been doing it and it's been recorded and the concept of marriage and civilization has been around a lot longer, obviously, than recorded word. Michael, that's a good joke. It's a, I mean, that's a banger. Yeah. ChatGPT could never write that. 4,000 years mean, later, I feel like we can't, it's hard to top that. Michael, the, the number of TikToks I've, and like Instagram reels I've seen that essentially boil down to three things. My wife doesn't know how to load the dishwasher. My <laughs> wife doesn't break down cardboard boxes and my wife farts on me or I fart on my wife. Like that's 85% of Instagram reels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Ma- marriage Instagram content is basically those three things. So I'm glad we haven't really progressed that far since time memorial young women farting in their husband's lap. <laughs> it's good content, man. It's always funny. It's fart jokes never i feel like whatever changes whatever ai takes over whatever robot dogs shoot us with flamethrowers until we're dead the fart joke will endure well michael here's the here's the oh man i think i i think i boiled it down here's here's what it is i i believe that ai could have written a similar probably even better written fart joke than that but an ai will never be able to fart which is inherently <laughs> so we'll never the understand yeah like they don't understand why a fart is funny they won't be able to fart to create humor they won't be able to fart to create anger which i think is the funniest way to fart like they'll never be able to do that they'll never understand why a fart is funny they can write a good fart joke but they'll never be able to create the humor behind a fart which is really sad when you think about it. Well, let's so, let's sorry, Robert. let's see. Let's see. I said write an ancient fart joke. Okay. Give it to me. And let me just preface this by saying so wordy. So wordy. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a five word prompt and it gave me like three paragraphs. Michael, give Okay, well, okay, let's hear it. I don't want I mean, you, this you, is You got it. In the in the bustling streets of ancient Rome, a, a mischievous young lad named Marcus couldn't resist playing a prank on his friend Titus. As they strolled through the market, Marcus slyly whispered, Titus, do you know that the gods are fond of flatulence? Perplexed, Titus asked, how can that be? Well, Marcus explained with a grin, think about it. When you let out a robust toot, it's like a musical offering to the divine. They must be laughing heartily up there in Olympus. As Titus tried to hide his amusement, Marcus couldn't hold back any longer and let out a resounding trumpet-like sound. The people nearby turned their heads and Titus couldn't help but chuckle, saying, By Jupiter's thunder, Marcus, you may have just discovered a way, a new way to honor the gods. The friends burst into laughter, enjoying their lighthearted moment in a bustling ancient city. Little did they know their comical tale will be passed down through generations, proving that humor, even if it's simple, simplest form, transcends time. What the f- What the f- That's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. That's not a joke. It's not even an anecdote. That's not a joke. Apologies for that. Let's try an ancient fart joke. That's just just three more paragraphs. Make it shorter and also funny, please. (laughs) Once again, Michael, they they don't even know what a fart sounds like. This This robot does not know what it sounds like. Here's the thing, Michael. Again, I don't need a fart to prove anything. 
<laughs> I just need a fart to exist to be funny. Like the existence and the happenstance of a fart is what's funny. You can't. And Michael, honestly, a fart is always funny. Every single time. Doesn't matter when, where, why. It's funny. Yeah. Every single time. No. Yeah. And it's the fart 100%. that's funny. It's not not the lessons learned 100%. by the fart. I like I'm not. There's no moral to a fart. There shouldn't be. Yeah. There's there no shouldn't important be. Hit. Yeah. It's like, always they, funny no matter who does it, when it's done, for the reason it's done. Michael, ask ChatGPT, why is a fart funny? I asked why a <laughs> fart was funny, and it literally gave me a bullet. A, it gave me a listicle. It gave me a five, five bullet point. Uh, they sound funny. Uh, it's fun to do in an enclosed space. Uh, when you're in the shower and someone is in the room with you and the door is closed, it gets really nasty, and that's just funny. <laughs> Um, it's, people can't get away from you and it stinks. Ugh. The sound, again, the sound. The sound. Um, sometimes poop come out. Sometimes, That's pretty funny. Sometimes poop come out. <laughs> you know, it sucks, but it's still pretty funny. <laughs> Wasn't there a story that we did a long time ago about a guy who, um, <laughs> he would just like fart on his coworkers and they were like trying to sue him for some kind of harassment or like creating a hostile atmosphere. <laughs> Michael, we've done a lot of dumb stories. That does sound like it. And again, that's a funny fucking story that ChatGPT will never understand why farts are the funniest fucking thing in the world. And the ultimate power play. <laughs> Michael, ask ChatGPT, what's the funniest thing you can do to a coworker to establish dominance? <laughs> Disappointed. Okay, it's Michael, important to promote a positive and respectful work environment where cooperation is valued over dominance. Fuck dominant. you. No, I, I, I'm here Ugh. to establish the hierarchy on my first day yeah, at work. No, at prison I can punch a dude. At work I'm gonna fart on their lunch. The, an- so. the, the answer is you walk in and you let out the lo- loudest, largest, longest yeah. fart you can, and then people know that you mean business. Yeah, it's like I, I assume herd of elephants. Whoever trumpets the loudest is clearly, you know. King or queen. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So I assume it like if you walk in first day of work, rip the loudest, strongest toot you can or burp. I'll say you can do a, a belch too. Um, you know, mostly just for, for our friend Brooke, just to give her options. Um, <laughs> and if someone shows up and with a bigger, louder, stronger fart, like, yeah, okay, you back down. I clearly there's an alpha in the office. I tried, you know, but people respect me and know what I'm capable of. Michael, I think we have time for one more story. You got anything for me? I so I haven't actually read the story yet, but <laughs> the the title of it was great. Is it is your neighbor a serial killer? Beware of these warning signs. Which, like, I'm not saying it's not important to be able to pick out if your neighbor might may or may not be a serial killer. Like, that's obviously something you would like to avoid, and and being able to like really pinpoint that, but like. That feels very specific, and I, I, I'm worried about Alex Mitchell, the person who wrote this story. Yeah, it's like one you probably have a. If you're asking the question, I feel like I think if you have enough detail to ask, is my yeah. neighbor a not just a murderer, serial a killer. serial killer? I think you've already answered your own question, but I'm gonna say too, Michael. If I'm writing headlines, if I'm reading this headline, 
I've seen enough movies to know that sticking your nose where it don't belong is the right way to get yourself serial murdered. And, like, I also know that, generally speaking, I think serial killers are smart enough, you know, shit where you eat. They don't kill their neighbors. The neighbors always say they were the nicest, sweetest person. Yeah. Don't start snooping around. If you think about it, you're like, the safest thing for you to do, the smart thing for you to do, maybe not the ethical thing for you to do, turn a blind eye. Invite them over for mimosas on on Sunday morning. The safest place Ignore you Ignore the can, stains on their collar. The safest place you can be in regards to a serial killer is living directly next to them. Directly next to them. As a friendly, non-HOA violation reporting neighbor. Exactly. Like- don't start nothing, won't be nothing with the serial killer living next door. Like, odd noises, that's fine. Don't call the cops. They are they have their own thing <laughs> stuff to do. Okay, can I just read some of these warning signs to you? Just so, you, just so we can... I'd love to know. Just yeah. so we can know if you have, you're living next to a serial killer. Yeah. Um, having an unkempt house can be a warning sign. If, they're, okay. if it's dimly lit or... Um, a house being dimly lit and having a tool shed are other creepy single one of my neighbors. Michael, I have I'm reassessing all of my neighbors right now. Uh, how Specifically about, uh, the two old ladies who may or may not be <laughs> cousins or lesbians. A homeowner who keeps odd hours and is digging or doing yard work or gardening at night. Major just, concern. I mean, sometimes you can't sleep and you gotta it's do just, work. Also, it's just cooler at night. It's too yeah. hot during the day in the it's summer. It's this? 105 here right now. And it says global warming. I got to work at night. If you spot sketchy behavior but are not ready to call nine one one, you should first Google the person to better understand their background. Not ready to call nine one one. I'm sorry. What you you call nine one one? You're like my neighbor's digging at night. That's the quickest way to get murdered. First of all, Michael, if you're gonna dig anywhere in your yard, you call eight one one to know where the wires are buried. So, if anything, you're calling the wrong number. Nice try, but also it's hilarious. You think I know the full names of any of my neighbors to enough to Google them? I have no idea who any of my neighbors and also ever have been. What would that show you? I guess unless they're a registered sex offender, <laughs> which I want to say most serial killers are maybe smart enough to avoid you know, being on the list if they're actively killing people. Um, You're like, uh, well, let me just look up my neighbor, Jeffrey Dahmer, and oh my God, he's a serial killer. I'm just going to say, if you Google my name and probably my city and state and even maybe the company I work for, you get the name of a high school principal in Indiana who's a Scientologist. So like, Google's not a reliable narrator at this point. Can, can I just say that I asked... Chat GPT, who is Michael Cushing? Um, and I really wish you hadn't done that. <laughs> and it said, it said, uh, there are no widely known or prominent figures yeah. or personalities named Michael Cushing. So you've, you've scrubbed it pretty good from your escapades. That's right. Although I'm pretty sure there's also a literal PGA golfer named Michael Cushing. Nope. So doesn't exist. <laughs> nope. Apparently not. <laughs> I'm saying I've got air cover for my serial killing. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone Googles me for digging in my backyard at night, it's fine. Um, apparently living near a famous crime. Yes. Is a, a warning <laughs> sign. A, a person's environment can come into play as inspiration to become a killer. 
This person is implying that if you live somewhere near where there was a serial killer in the past, that you might become a serial killer. That's an interesting <laughs> twist on the the killer always returns to the scene of the crime uh-huh. with potential killers kind of just gravitates towards the scenes of crime. But also, there have been so many goddamn murders in the United States. Like, how would you even be like... Well, yeah, they live near a murder. How would you fucking possibly differentiate? It, this so this is this advice is coming from Dr. Carol Lieberman, who is apparently serves as an expert witness at murder trials, and I'm very, very concerned about her abilities as an expert witness if she says things like, and I quote, not necessarily where they're thinking of killing, but maybe the idea that I'll use the same techniques or maybe I'll do better and not get caught. It's just, look, I've, I, I watched, I watched all of Mindhunter and that wasn't, that wasn't part of the, I feel the like FBI. the idea that they're just kind of workshopping their approach of like, <laughs> hey, I goobered that one up. Uh, but you know what? Next time I'll do it. Next you time. Know, live and fun. learn. Live and learn <laughs> by them dying. Um, yeah, that's okay. Um, sorry, I'm looking into. Carol Lieberman right now. Oh, her, her CV checks out. All her Bonafides seem fine. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, she does seem to know. Although her first book, it, written in 2010, is called Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. What? Then, then she has one about coping with terrorism, dreams interrupted. Uh, that one seems a little rough. Actually, okay, no, that was her last book. Uh, she hasn't written a book in 13 years, which Man, is maybe I, for the best. Um, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm any closer to figuring out if my ner- neighbors are um, serial killers than I was before I read any of those tips. Her her publications are all over the map. <laughs> like, I gotta she be honest. Just, with it you. sounds like she's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Okay, will someone buy this one? No, I better yell about video games making serial killers. And also, if you live in an apartment with a murder, you're probably a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> any other any other definitive signs that my neighbor is a serial killer, Michael? Um, yeah, how they might. In- react if you bump into them in public i assume doing absolutely nothing unless unless no, the they, serial killer they is they get upset and i was like bitch if you bump into me in public i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> well i mean maybe i'm a serial killer me no i feel like it's, i can be messy sometimes you know that's true. Sometimes real, I w- I'm up late at night, and sometimes I might need to go digging in my yard. Yeah, you're a real messy bitch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just some, I'm a messy, I'm a messy bitch who likes to dig at night. I need to hide. I need to <laughs> routinely bury single dollar bills in my backyard. And so. also, I live in Florida, so I guarantee you that I live very close to the scene of several murders. Right. Well, Michael, that's the thing. If you're in Florida, the water table's so high. If you're digging in the backyard for any reason, you're yeah, that's I'm. You're not going to be hiding much down there. I mean, I'm I'm digging my in-ground hot tub, clearly. Yeah. Again, as a family with a highly successful long-term pool company, yeah, you, know, you, can, you can make a living that way. 
Um, let's see. I gotta. I'm gonna rewind though. I feel like most serial killers again want to avoid notice. I've had like yeah. I feel like if you bump into someone and they fly off the handle, that's just a, some random hothead. They're getting caught in a second. They're getting caught after one murder. There's no way. That's a crime of passion, my friend. Not a methodical approach. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's where the thing was like, oh, if they seem to have a short temper, they might. And it's like, no, if they have a short temper, they might kill you. Just right off the bat. Oh, you bumped into me, you die, die now. But that doesn't make them. Like, a serial killer's, by definition, are typically not very emotional people. Right. I've seen Dexter. We all know about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, they're typically devoid of emotion or empathy. That's why they're serial killers. I just, I really don't think that Dr. I'm, Carol I'm knows a whole lot Carol about Lieberman murders. is a fucking idiot. Yeah. She seems like a fraud and a charlatan. Yeah. And that makes me think that I could make quite a bit of money being an expert witness. Also, Michael, I'm starting, like, I'm a little offended by, like, this famous person gets to go into courtrooms and on TV and just say that what I'm doing in the <laughs> God-given space of my backyard, yeah. my property, I'm just not allowed to dig fucking holes for no goddamn reason without youth, Carol, peeping into my backyard, intruding on my privacy, thinking that I'm, what, burying bodies in my backyard and not just digging holes because it's fun. Because holes are cool to dig. Okay, and another thing, Carol. Yeah. I'm a scientist. I am not burying bodies in my backyard. I'm clearly using chemicals to dissolve their bodies, and then I am pouring that into a reservoir nowhere near my house, hypothetically, if I were to do that. This is not legally binding. You cannot be used in court for either of us. And I've never seen or heard him do any of that. So, Michael, uh, I'm just checking uh, Wikipedia again on Carol Lee. <laughs> she once presented something in front of uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee called a 10-point plan to sweep violence off TV and off our streets. Oh, There's no citation Lord. here. But it's just like, Carol, I like John Wick, okay? He's my, John is my road dog. And yeah, has he killed 100,000 people potentially in the course of his good career? Yeah, maybe. But it made for good TV. So, Carol, back off. It sounds like Carol needs to mind her own damn business. Yeah. Yeah, stop looking in my yard at night, Carol. Why are you up watching me dig holes in my own backyard? Go to sleep, Carol. What are you up? Why Why are you up at 3 a.m. peeping on neighbors? Yeah. I'm just doing my grim work and my good work in the backyard. I'm I'm just quietly digging my holes. 3 a.m. is 3 a.m. is prime worm time. Yeah, I just I'm that's where they I want to check out the good worms. It's so. cool. It's dewy. Yeah. The worms come out to play. The worms Michael, are there. The way you, Michael, I'm, I'm sorry. The way you said that, I got actually. Is that a sign that you that your podcast co-host might be a serial killer? Because the way you said the worms come out to play, I didn't love that. I didn't care for that one actually. Hey, hey, maybe you need to mind your own business and not worry about where my worms are. Yeah. I'm more worried about how they're playing and why you're watching. That's, but you know, Michael. Hey, to be fair, you're right. I, I, I it's not my business. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the cracker. You're the whip. I'll just <laughs> calm, my, calm myself down. 
<laughs> I'm the laugh track to your antics. <laughs> well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Transit low places. Uh, Then another one one more successful week after just a series of every week we've been doing this. And you know what? I'm so proud of us that we've just been churning these out. Michael, I like, though, the thought of a show that's just for us, you know, just it two really, butts having a good time really, talking talking with their robot friend. It really, it really, we've recorded so many of these and not put them out. So it's literally just us recording ourselves talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I also do like the just like we forgot to post, <laughs> which is kind of what's happened multiple times. Um, we should piece, so yeah. we should piece them together and like release a from the archives thing i do think we should just post both episodes of us talking about the animal survey <laughs> see how just see which one's funny i do remember one of them had a interstitial that i recorded uh asking leslie if she thought she could beat up a bear oh, and she yes. was like oddly confident about yeah. it so yeah i might yeah. need to dig that one up i think i think i still have that audio on my i phone. feel like that might be a sign that your fiance is a serial killer that she thinks she could murder a bear um she's definitely kind of in the dsm for like there's there's something (laughs) she's like very confident about a lot of things that sometimes she's like "Hmm, you're a strong powerful woman you frighten me yeah and confuse me yeah and sometimes no idea what's going on up there that's can't wait to marry her (laughs) Once again, uh, the safest place to be from an actual serial killer, not somebody, not a murderer, like a serial killer, is sure. if you can't live next to them, to marry them. In serial killers do not kill. ignorance. Exactly. Serial killers do not kill their friends and family because that would, that would put hey, suspicion upon them. As long as you don't go sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. You're fine. Like the BTK killer, right? He had like a wife of like 30 years and like a daughter and stuff. And they had no fucking clue what was going on. He just, he was like, he just one day, he's just like, I just going to stop killing people. And then they arrested him like 30 years later. And they were like, what the fuck? Michael, I know that we are one, the only podcast, the legally, legally the only podcast. I also know that we're starving for listeners. Oh. I also know that we cannot possibly ever be a true true crime podcast so we need to stop talking about serial killers immediately we simply can't sustain it it can't be done uh, no it's a no. crowded marketplace it that is. does not need two white men involved in it uh, because statistically speaking we're the subject matter so we can't get involved fair we enough i mean it worked it. for it worked for only murders in the building but i guess that's a tv show so i do need to watch that i, I started the first episode oh, and i got sleepy and went to delightful bed. delightful yeah, show it seems it seems like a delight yeah. um well michael um this has been lovely i forget what we usually talk about but frankly none of it really really matters we have a website right? yeah we do it's still it's still up. It's uh, weirdbuzzonline.com. It? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I did get an email that said that um, it renewed. Uh, yeah. No, Michael, it's all tied to my, my I have multiple uh, weird butts online. Yep, is there it, it is. Butts? Yeah. Weirdbuttsonline.com weird or weirdbuttsonline. No, it's weirdbuttsonline.com. That's a 
that's our real website. And then it, it redirects to goodbuddymedia.com where you can find information about our uh, shows, Trends in Low Places. Or this one, obviously, Trends in this Low Places. This one, and then our sister show. Sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, which is we're right in the middle of a just a banging season episode yeah. season three and it really was good we should probably do that more copyright huh? 2016 good buddy media we've been doing some form of a podcast for seven seven plus years man it was the donald trump era that it really, caused us to start oof. doing it and then <laughs> sleepy joe biden came around and we just really fell off fell off the the train it's too bad Hey, I wrote a blog post January 10th, 2020. Wow, your timing was impeccable. This new year, new me, new blog post. I said this was a pretty good post. Look at this. I'm, I'm happy with this one. Here's to another year of bad sex writing, terrible products, more poop-related stories than should be allowed by law. That did actually continue. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um well Michael, and then the last one before that was february of 2019 so we're on pace and then july 2018 we're we're on pace for one a year we did miss 2021 and 2022 but sometime in the year of our lord 2023 or possibly 2024 i will write a blog post yep um michael i i think i think this is our year i think we're gonna be back in a big big juicy way um you know what i miss most about the podcast what's that um the day after we edited it and, and we sent each other a hundred oh, yeah. titles Title, oh yeah it's the best because this guy, look at this our father who fart in heaven that's a fucking no one chat gpt can't write something like that the best thing about the title "Our Our Father Who Fart in Heaven," <laughs> there were probably fifty other episode titles that were almost just as good. Mm-hmm. The profundity of boners, great. Uh, episode one twelve. This was probably only funny to me, <laughs> but episode one twelve, Doctor Nine Eleven and side job, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. I think about it every time I say it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever thought of. And it's to me the perfect the perfect joke. So um oh yeah. I can't wait to, Michael, we're back, baby. We're back in a big way. Uh I can't wait for twenty twenty four 2023 <laughs> it's gonna be the year of tilt moving into twenty twenty four. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, I just have yeah. one thing I I just need you to see real quick. Uh oh. You're in goat territory now. <laughs> Bad God. Just I just need you to see that. Uh why? Like why what why would you we, <laughs> You wanna keep doing this show and I just you know, I was scrolling down through the blog and it just I and there's just a frog with a giant boner I had to send you. I'm sorry. Yeah, you sent me a picture of a frog who has a dick proportionally the size of gods. Like, what are you? Why? What? Why? It's twelve fifteen in the morning. Why, Michael? Did ChatGPT send you? <laughs> this is this is serial killer behavior and/or what triggers my serial killer event. It's twelve fifteen. I have to. I do have to go and um, get ready for my hole digging. 
that Michael, you know what's, about an hour, hour okay. from now. Michael, you know what's the best thing about this photo of a frog kind of flying through the air or being held up in front of the camera with its huge hog dripping water <laughs> out of the front in a backyard with a rusted out oven? What is that in the backyard? Yeah, it, I don't know. Some sort of trash. You know what the best part of this photo is? Hmm. The copyright Facebook logo in the bottom left. <laughs> this oh, photo yeah. of a frog with a gigantic <laughs> ding dong. Just copyright Mark Zuckerberg. Welcome to the metaverse, you motherfucker. <laughs> beep, beep this huge toad's dick. The, li- the line underneath this, this picture is... It's a, this was an episode about Chuck Tingle the, so sure. in his book club. And it's, uh, it says, if, <laughs> if anyone wants to start a Chuck Tingle-only book club or you are a music producer, it just has to get me into the studio after hearing my beautiful rendition of Sir Elton John's Your Dong. You know where to find us. <laughs> I forgot that you got that image from <laughs> a blog post. <laughs> okay. Michael, I think that's going to do it for us. Everyone, if you enjoyed this episode... You can find more information at weirdbuttsonline.com. Uh, also, our sister show, <laughs> Longest Days of Our Lives. Uh, there's some pretty good blog posts, honestly, here. I kind of like it. Uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Uh, yeah, I I think this is where I talk about how you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or I guess it's x.com. I refuse at, to say uh, trends in low. I think it's at trends in low places. No, no, at yeah. Tiltcast. Sorry, yeah. um, <laughs> or by searching trends in low places on Facebook. Um, we should probably get a Threads account Do we or something. A, I think we. Not. I think we have an Instagram, so we can probably get a. Yeah, we could just probably get a threads. probably get yeah, the Threads. So for follow that. us on Threads for <laughs> more no content. <laughs> follow us on uh, Blue Sky Mastodon. Um, Actually, you know what, Michael. Let's go. We're gonna let's commit to to threads. We're, I think we're gonna be big on threads. I feel like threads is really where our wheelhouse let's, is. Let's fuck it. We're gonna grip it and rip it. Follow us on threads for yeah. a great time. Yeah, Rust Dog, everyone, <laughs> all of we'll our all there. of our good friends, come over to thread. Because I, I'm certainly not. I might. I think we say all the time like we'll respond to messages on Facebook, but I'm just I don't go on. I can't go on. There I haven't anymore. been on Facebook for anything other than work, which is yeah, unfortunately again my job oof. in. Uh, a, two years probably yeah it's a it's it's a hellhole um yeah. but yeah so find us on on threads um and um that's it i think that's right. it let's just go yeah. yeah michael i think that's gonna do it for us it's been lovely talking with you buddy love you love you too toodles Come on, kids.